0: This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of zang this yes today's episode and i might I'm, i'm gonna add a very very important caveat to this um as my partner in crime on this episode zach normally does with our knights of vader record he makes sure to point out the date and i feel like that is very important to this episode because this is a evolving situation that by the time a lot of this like by the time this episode comes out next week That a complete landscape of it could have changed. So we are only working with information as up to date as of August 22nd. So with that being said, I'm of course joined by the disenfranchiser himself, Zach.
1: Ahoy hoi, Zengness audience. So glad to be back and be the unofficial uh, Spider-Man News Beat Reporter for the Zengness Podcast.
0: Yes, I, 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 we have a lot of different Spider-Man like, exclusive
1: people. Beat Reporter is now one of them. Congrats on that promotion. Yes, I am the Alex Jones, J. Jonah Jameson uh, persona on this podcast. Which, who owns the rights to him technically? Technically, if these movies don't go forward, nobody will because as we'll discuss in this episode, there's a category in the Spider-Man rights situation for characters that are deemed frozen characters if the deal is not to persist.
0: I found that beyond interesting, by the way. Like that was something – okay, I'm going to kind of talk about something real quick because I've talked about it before but I just want to say it now. The old – how Marvel used to work. All the rights issues before Marvel became its own studio and Disney bought back a lot of their stuff. How the rights to the X-Men worked. How the rights to spider Like, all those were super interesting to know. Like, oh, well, they could use the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the MCU, but they could not refer to them as mutants. It like Stuff like that was really cool to know all that, but now it's kind of all washing away because Marvel is slowly buying back everything except for one pesky little franchise that... As of the time of this recording, has been. Um, Zach, do you want to explain
1: the current situation? Oh man, folks, it is a dumpster fire. It's in the most like elevated, prominent view for all of the fandoms to gawk at. It's if it weren't for the horrible, dumb people on internet commenting about it, they have no idea what's going on. It'd be one of my favorite things ever in my life right now.
0: So, it. <sighs> I mean, like I said, by the time you're listening to this, this situation could have completely changed, too. But as of right now, Marvel and – Marvel Disney and Sony are basically fighting over the rights to Spider-Man. You know, maybe he shouldn't have – by the way, also, I'm going to say this now. Spoiler alert for Endgame and uh, Far From Home. Yes.
1: uh, Captain America dies and Tony Stark goes to Mary – goes back in time and marries Pepper Potts. Thank you. Um – no, I'm just saying that because I'm
0: sure that there will be discussion on that. And just in case, for some reason, maybe um he should have stayed, snapped out of existence, and it should have been a scene where it's like Hulk was like, I couldn't bring the kid back. I'm just saying. Well, that's
1: that's the weird thing about they're gonna retcon is... it. Well, that's that's what's so weird about like this this whole like oh god infighting is that like Disney beyond like the movies. Disney is building a Tom Holland centered Spider Man attraction at Disney's California Adventure right now. So, if this deal doesn't go through, like, don't get me wrong, they can always swap out or just keep Spider Man wearing the mask, like, and just change the voice. It won't be that hard. But it's like, it's so weird that, like, they would put this much effort, like, have Spider Man Far From Home end with a cliffhanger, make him the heir to the throne of Tony Stark in these movies. And not have this all figured out in advance. They must have just figured Sony would just cave on the spy. They must have figured that, right? Well, there's another interesting wrinkle, and I mentioned
0: this on last week's episode, that right before this news came out, the news came out of Spider-Man breaking what box office record or what big money record, Zach?
1: Well, far from home, like finally grossed over a billion dollars.
0: Yes, and weirdly enough, a few days later, this whole situation unfolds. So, I think that there is one hundred percent a link in those two. Also, as Eric said, and I don't, I, I want to get your opinion on this. This was a conversation that was not supposed to be had out of closed doors.
1: Well, yeah. But
0: someone uh, leaked it out. Someone went out there and spoke Sony. it out to the masses. So who? Sony. You think Sony. it's Sony. I said oh, yeah. it was Disney. I said it was Disney because they knew it was going to happen if they leaked it.
1: Well, that's what I thought too. But then if you go – because there's, there's an insane amount of context to this story. And a lot of it goes back to the Sony hack from like what was it, 2014 where all their information got put on the internet. You, you can To this day, you can still find it on WikiLeaks if you know where to look for it. Um, the only thing – I thought originally too was Disney because a lot of it seems to favor them. But it doesn't. Once you really kind of dig into the stories and it's it's a deadline story, which is the one that we should be looking at the most, or any of the Zengless audience wants to dig it up. Um Go find because it now. Well, because the author of that article, the one that kind of broke the story, is someone named Mike Fleming Jr. And going by the old Sony hack, it said in some of the emails that Mike Fleming is Sony's like person they dump to when they want to leak information to the press. So it makes perfect sense that they would go to him with this story, not Disney. Um, I could see where you would think it is Disney, as I did originally, because you'd think any story that involves, oh, uh, Spider-Man won't be in the MCU, would be an instant rallying cry for Disney fans, which clearly it is, uh, based on the Twitter uh, hashtags and trending topics. Uh, But it's the whole idea that Sony, weirdly enough, holds more of the cards here than Disney does, as strange as it sounds. But it's almost kind of refreshing, too, at the same time that the only maybe entity in all of entertainment is finally standing up to Disney and saying, no, you are not gonna, you're not going to push us around. And we don't care how much of your weight you're throwing around. We're not going to pull up with this if it's going to be a bad deal.
0: So I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> to um to please certain members of the fans of this show, I just imagine it is Sony is the squeaky voice teen from the Simpsons show, standing up to them in this giant boardroom where he's like, "I'm
1: not gonna take this." <gasps> pretty much, pretty much. It really, because again, getting to specifics of this, uh, according to the original deal that Disney and, again, Disney Marvel, Disney, whoever you want, the, the entity, everyone to call them, Disney and Sony was back at the end of 2014, beginning of 2015, was they basically got, Disney got 5% off the top of Sony Spider Man movies. So I don't know if that includes the Venom movie or Into the Spider-Verse, or it's just this Sony uh, like, uh, or the MCU Spider-Man movie. I have
0: a question for you about how does Into the Spider-Verse work, but continue.
1: Well, that's – okay. but uh, We'll get back to that though. But how it worked was basically Disney has all the money from the merchandise, which Sony deliberately sold off their 25% share of to Disney. So that was that. That's nobody's fault but Sony's, and basically, Disney gets all the money from the theme parks, and gets—I can't even tell what I wrote right there—but that's essentially what it is. Though is that they get five percent of the grosses off the top, not net, but just the sheer grosses. And from what I can tell, with this new deal that was going around, that Sony walked away from, was that. Disney wanted either 50-50, they wanted 50% of it, or they wanted 30% of it. And I can't exactly tell, or I don't think anybody knows right now, what it was supposed to be.
0: Okay, I I know that the the, um, Star Wars word is not supposed to be said, but you know what? Until Ellie comes back on, I'm going to say it as much as I want to maybe entice her back onto the show. Uh-huh. By, by, by the way, everyone, she she will she will be back for stuff. But, anyways, um, I, God, how, is it is it just me and you that I come out as more jokey? Is that I it? Yes, I hope. Because I hope. Cause I'm I'm sitting here imagining. Um, well, also you're you're kind of taking the lead on this this episode. So if I'm not taking the lead on the show, I I it, it inevitably revert to um Robert Downey Jr. mode. I I just uh-huh. imagine like. They, they're um Sony and once again Sony and Disney are sitting there and they're like so so this is so you want to negotiate with us and they're like and he's like yeah I want to negotiate and and he's like okay cool bring him in and it's just Vader walks in and he starts like scribbling different stuff on the deal pushing it over to him and goes I've altered the deal pray I don't alter it further.
1: Oh God! every
0: that... time, every time it comes back.
1: Oh, my Lord, Zanger. what the hell do I do to you that makes you have to resort to this comedy? I don't know. What, 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 what sort of effect <laughs> am I having on you? <laughs> I don't know, but someone should be writing
0: this down and turning it into a show and make hundreds of dollars.
1: <laughs> hundreds of dollars. <laughs> tens of dollars.
0: Tens of dollars. It'd make a dollar.
1: Oh, boy. But uh, no, so that seems to be the big issue here. Is that nobody know obviously nobody except for the people who are at the bargaining table or the negotiating table really know for sure like what, what numbers are we really arguing about. But it seems to be that based on also things is that and I don't know how true this is, so everybody please take this with a grain of salt. Is that Disney wants control from Sony, not just of like MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man, they want control over all of Spider Man. As they want to get their fingers into the Venom stuff, the Morbius stuff, and every one of the characters that are in the, the specific Spider-Man canon. That seems to be what Disney's ultimate endgame is. And at the same time, it's not just that. They also want a large percentage of the grosses. So it's weird. That, like They're going to Sony and being like... We want control of your main money making franchise and we want to cut you out of the profits of it at the exact same time. And then they're kind of baffled as to why Sony's like, we don't want any parts of this. But
0: we're giving you a great deal. Just give it to us and we'll do whatever we want with it. You know, like we're supposed to do because that's what we do now.
1: But that's the weird thing, like with this, is that like, they want – like it would be basically like when they make a movie, like let's say Spider-Man, whatever – are we going to call it Homecoming 3 or Far From Home 2, whatever we're going to call it. Senior year. There we go. Oh, God. That's what they probably would have called it. Um, OK. Spider-Man senior year. Calling it they, calling it now.
0: Um, I swear I've heard that before somewhere. But I'm saying I'm calling it now until proven
1: otherwise. It. Well, it probably won't ever happen, so it will be fun to say. Uh they basically want to be like, okay, let's say the movie has a production budget of $200 million. It'd be Disney puts in a hundred million and Sony puts in a hundred. And when it grosses a billion dollars, they split that take down the middle. But the problem though, is that like, if you're a move, if you're an independent movie studio, how do you not independent as in like the size, but like, if you're your own separate entity away from Disney, it's like, what kind of like you have bills to pay. You have your own shareholders it's like, what is this thing that Disney comes in and takes control of it? I just like I, I can't imagine like, Disney's mindset. I get Spider-Man because when, like, when they made that deal back at the beginning of 2015, it was the idea of like, okay, most of the fandom wasn't on board with the Amazing Spider-Man series oh, at that I point. It. No, I, I, Everybody forgets it. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 made like uh, like three- quarters of a billion dollars. Like that movie wasn't a flop. Like, that's the weird thing that we all like to attack those amazing Spider-Man movies, but they all made money. And and plus at that time, like, that was right after Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Like, Avengers 2 was on the horizon. It was like, okay, like, Spider-Man being in the MCU helped everybody out. It helped boost the MCU, and at the same time, it gave... Sony's version, Sony kind of like a new lease on life when it came to the character. So I was like, okay, I could see everybody being on board with that. But we now live in a world where Venom made $850 million.
0: And may or may not exist in the MCU according to Sony. And according to um, Marvel, what the hell are you talking about, Sony?
1: <laughs> but cause the thing about, like, you look at Venom, I re-watched Venom a couple of months ago and I As really enjoyed it. Well, I really enjoyed it. Like I even, like, I was kind of like watching it, being like, "Oh no!" Like I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Like I, I found it amusing at the time, but I don't know how it's gonna hold up. on like rewatching it, and I really enjoyed it like more than I probably should have. And if you watch that movie, that movie does a really, really, like, goes out of its way of making sure it doesn't conflict with anything that could be. If you ever if you ever want to plug that into the MCU, they very easily could because. Nothing really happens in that movie that you couldn't be like, oh, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy was here the entire time, and none of the characters would, like, none of the MCU characters really, outside of, like, Ant-Man, take place in, what, California?
0: No, none of them do. I think there's, like, scenes or little bits and pieces, but.
1: Wait, does Captain Marvel take. No, well, Captain Marvel's in the 90s, so that wouldn't even matter. Yeah. So that's what I mean, though. So, like, you could very easily plug Venom into the MCU it wouldn't really have that much of a, like, wow, can you believe this?
0: No, I mean, and and it's funny because you, you gave me homework somehow for my own show. <laughs> I, I don't, and, and I actually did it this time. For listeners of uh, Knights of Ader, I actually did my homework, and I loved every one of those interviews where it had the one chick from Sony and Kevin Feige sitting there, and, like, she was going on, and every time Kevin Feige had the same look of, just keep smiling, just just, 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 play along with whatever she's saying. Oh, she's going that. Oh man, this is, this is not good. So.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, again, Amy, the, the the chick from Sony is Amy Pascal. Okay. And, and you might remember her better from such a uh, producing endeavors as uh, Ghostbusters 2016. And uh, yeah, Amy Pascal. When the Sony leaks, like, that's where she got demoted. Well, technically, she got fired. Uh, she she got into a big trouble because she made a lot of comments and emails that weren't uh, quote unquote politically correct. Uh, both in like, oh god, in a corporate sense, not just in things that she was saying in general. And she's kind of had to do some like, oh god, working to rebuild her image. And I think she's done that for the most part it, because things like it. She does have a she does have some involvement in Homecoming and Far From Home, and. And, and that's the weird thing with this whole issue is that, like, at the end of the day, I know what 99% of the fans are going to say. They want Spider-Man in the MCU.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think Disney has something to do with it because they knew what backlash it was going to get.
1: But that's the weird thing, though, is that, like, I don't know. I Okay, Zenger, this is where I need your, your advice because I think you have your ear to the ground more on this than I do. Is that, like... How can anybody be excited for Spider-Man after seeing Far From Home? Far From Home was boring. <sighs> Nothing happens. You're not wrong. Like, that movie came out and nobody – you know what's so funny? Other than – like the only thing I've seen from that movie is the Jake Gyllenhaal, like, this is an Avengers-level threat being memed out the wazoo. But other than that, nobody talks about that movie. Like it's just like it showed up, everybody saw it, and we moved on to the next thing. Like there's no, but there's that's no the substance thing. It's
0: to that. it's 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 the setup. It's the setup for, what? for what's to come next. It's it's them putting pieces into place. Why are these pieces there? We don't know, but it's something where I think that that's what they're doing right now. Is they're moving pieces around and also, of course, giving Spider Man something to do. And set up his whole thing, which now they've got this cliffhanger, which now... Do I really want to think that they had their finger that much on the pulse? That maybe they knew that this contract thing was ending, so they knew if they ended it this way, that they could have the fans backing it up by being like, you can't just leave Spider-Man like that.
1: I don't think so, because... I, I don't think so. that's the weird thing though. So, like, see,
0: I'm I'm too conspiracy minded with this to where I'm like, they, they they had this all planned out. They were sitting in rooms with chalkboards and stuff, where they're like, this is how we do it. This but is Sony how we get had... Spider-Man back.
1: But Sony had to agree. to... Danny
0: way. Ocean's there. <laughs>
1: But Sony had to agree to all it's not like they like, like Disney gave them a movie in like like a hot potato and just threw it at them and said, Ha ha, <laughs> joke's on you. Sony Sony's involved with like they they look at every single thing Marvel's doing. Yes, they're much more hands-off compared to something like Amazing Spider-Man. But at the same time, like they they have to okay, if there's something they don't like, they have that they, they can veto things. They do have that level of power. The only thing I can think of, too, is this was maybe Sony's way of doing it, whereas like, aha, Marvel, if you want to wrap up this big thing, you've you've positioned Spider-Man as being your Iron Man heir. Guess what? Unless you come to the table with terms we agree with, jokes on you, you have to explain this giant hole in your continuity now where that never mattered to us in the first place. Like that's what I mean. I think Sony has much more leverage here because also Disney's coffers are overflowing. Disney does not need to be milking, like kind of like stealing Sony's milk money.
0: I think they just want the property back to where it's like they don't have to deal with this anymore.
1: But at the same time, though, is that like when Marvel was on the brink of bankruptcy in the 90s, Sony bought like the – and again, this isn't a Fox-level deal where Fox only had the the film rights to the characters or licensed them. Sony bought a stake in the character. So like when Marvel the Comics wants to do something, they have to go through Sony to get it approved. Like that's the weird thing is like Sony owns part of the character. It's not just film rights. And that's the weird thing. like there, it's again. And as you, the video I had you watch, which you probably should give the name of at some point in this, is that based on the deal that was that was penned in late 2014, early 2015, is that Sony has to make a a Spider-Man film every five years and nine months, or else the rights go back to Marvel.
0: Now that is now, and here's what I found interesting: it doesn't have to be a Spider-Man film it has to involve characters that are the intellectual rights of of course spider-man like the venom movie technically counts for it
1: yes it does
0: and i i've I've, i found that really interesting because i was like oh cool because i had known about that deal beforehand like that's why we got amazing spider-man was because the the rights were about to run out and they're like just we we need to make something else raimi's not going to do another one so Oh well, yeah, that's just, that's just,
1: why you got fan four. That's why you got stuff like oh, fan yeah, four yeah that, as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's it's the these things were done in such a weird way, and now a lot of those those um I guess chickens are coming home to roost now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing: the only the only chicken out of the hen house still is Spider Man. Mm hmm. And anymore. Yeah.
1: I guess we should say the name of the video that we keep referencing is titled Spider-Man colon the uncertain future with either Marvel's MCU or Sony's Venom. It's from an an account called Midnight's Edge. If you want, I advise everybody in the audience to go look it up.
0: It is. It's really good. It's really well done. Um, Like I said, I I always used to like love how the inner workings of all these deals worked and it does a good job of explaining it. Maybe a little dry at points if you're not super into that stuff, but, I mean, it's, it's cool to know stuff because like, I didn't know about the character, like how they've changed the characters and everything. And that's something interesting. I'm sure we'll get into that. I didn't even know about. And then after they said that, I'm like, oh, that makes sense on why Mary Jane's the way she is and why I I cannot wait to tell Ellie why, um, Aunt May's hot and everything. And that there is a reason behind it. She's going to flip a table. (laughs) <laughs> and be like, I'm tired of hot Aunt May, and then stomp out of the room.
1: Well, that explains why, uh, like Ned Leeds, and who's who's the character in the comics he's based on? I,
0: you know, honestly, I'll say it. I'm not that up to date on some of the comic stuff, but okay. yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head right now.
1: Well, we'll figure it out eventually. It's, but it's, it's Ned something. Right? No, 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 no. It's it's not uh, no not Ned Leeds uh, in the comics. It's it's Miles Morales' friend.
0: Uh, uh, uh I, I don't remember off the top of my head. They say his
1: name in the video. Maybe I'll look it up during this because I don't want to butcher the name. by just kind of pronouncing it off the cuffs. Um, not nah, But it. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, no, but that's the thing that's interesting about all this. is I remember when I was on for the Far From Home discussion. I'm like, oh, why, is, why are they doing this weird thing with Spider-Man that's not really Spider-Man? And that's why. The, this specific iteration of Spider-Man is the Iron Man light version of him.
0: And, and they... that's
1: why they're doing it.
0: I, I really like that because that that when they said that I'm like oh my gosh that makes sense now they don't involve really uncle Ben they don't involve you know the grape it, it's it's more of his he he exists as something completely separate from anything they've done in the comics and this is why because of the rights issues and everything and it's like like from a comic book lover perspective it's fascinating from a film person's perspective it's fascinating and for somebody who is not super into legal stuff, but finds it super interesting at times, it is beyond fascinating.
1: Yeah, the, the sort of like gray area they have where, like, okay, because if this deal does fall through, all these iterations of the characters will disappear, like MJ. Uh, Zendaya and MJ will disappear. Hot uh, and May will disappear. Ellie Iron will Man- be so happy. Yeah, so would I. Iron Man <laughs> Light will disappear. The only thing I think is interesting though is like I wonder what that happened. Vulture. In. Yeah, Vulture disappears. A uh, Shocker, or oh. uh, I know that character died. Did that character die in the in Homecoming? Um, the new home, the new Shocker. I I don't, think,
0: I don't think so. I think he's just kind of just got arrested. Sure. Okay. Uh,
1: but thing is interesting though is like then what happens to a character like Happy Hogan? I guess Happy Hogan's outside of that.
0: Happy Hogan um, existed prior to and is a borrowed character from the mcu in there okay so that would explain
1: why he wouldn't be part of that nope uh but no i think again that's why i think it's interesting now a lot of these iterations of the characters will disappear and that's why i kind of uh, personally i hope that the deal breaks down because like i don't want more iron man light spider-man like i don't know if what sony will do by itself will be any better i don't know because like you still haven't seen amazing spider-man 2 but like amazing Spider Man every, every
0: everyone everyone i told you it was gonna it was gonna come up so continue zach
1: <laughs> but I, I as much as like zegar makes fun of that and people do make fun of the amazing spider-man too like it's not a boring movie like it is a goofy it's it's the batman robin of spider-man movies and i know now like people are finally starting to come around to batman robin not as like a good like batman story but just like is it entertaining film
0: i've never said it's not entertaining
1: But that's what I mean, though, is that, like, that's the thing that's so weird about, like, audiences now these days. Is that, like, you, like, the reason why we go to movies, like, we want to be entertained. If you go see The Amazing Spider-Man 2, you are never bored. There is always something weird and just, like, goofy happening in that movie. Yeah, I know these people are like, oh, they're not taking the character seriously. I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Like, by that same metric... Spider-Man: Far From Home isn't taking Spider-Man seriously because Spider-Man is not Iron Man. He's never been that. And except, I know, for I many,
0: except for one, except Civil War, but anyways.
1: Well, yeah, and that was pretty. He eventually, the whole point of his arc in that is that that was wrong. Yep. Like he, he learns. Like no, Tony Stark is wrong in this sense. Um, I still as we weird. all
0: should learn. <laughs>
1: Like it's so weird though. I like I know when like that Civil War uh, story came out like in the mid two thousands, and no one could figure out like oh, Captain America becomes the one that's very anti government, and Iron Man becomes very pro regulation. Yeah. Everyone's like, it doesn't make sense. Like Iron Man's the one that never wanted to cooperate with the government, and Captain America was always a government loyalist, and no one could ever figure out why they swapped like ideologies like in that story arc and then i think it's funny that like during avengers endgame almost the exact same sort of like swapping of like characters traits happens where like iron man goes from being the selfish one and captain america goes to being the goes from being i'm sorry let me rephrase that iron man goes from being selfish to selfless and the exact opposite happens to captain america and i find that so fascinating that like oh because i saw Oh God, where was it? I saw somebody did an artist rendering of Imagine the Ending of Endgame. And instead of it being Tony Stark like on his knees with the with the gauntlet, it's it's Captain America. And I'm like, that's how the movie should have ended. That was the whole thing. Is that Captain America's thing, the entire like franchise has been self-sacrifice? And Tony Stark's thing was, oh, I'm gonna jump on the grenade, but always figure out a way how to do that but survive. And that's why I, I find it so weird that like they they kind of like like we had character arcs that don't make sense or fulfill character arcs. that don't make sense.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like lost my train of thought there for a second.
1: It's, it's a padded Knights of Vader, uh, Zenger silence folks where Zach goes on a diatribe for like five minutes. And Zenger just goes, yes, moving on.
0: <laughs> Zinger, Zinger's eyes sitting there twitching and he's like,
1: yes, can I, I move on now? Right. I, I am the Amy Ch- uh, I am the uh, Sony chick to Zenger's Kevin Feige.
0: <laughs> just let him have it out.
1: Um, <sighs> th- <sighs> Do you think that's true? Like the fact that Tony Stark just all of a sudden becomes selfless in the last 10 minutes of the movie? It's because of him having a kid,
0: I guess, or him realizing what's important finally. Because like I said, and I said this in the review and I still stand by it. Tony Stark in a lot of movies isn't a likable character. Like you know, he's you you know the decision making he's doing is terrible and bad, but in this one, like every he makes all the right moves in my opinion. In um, in Endgame, he does all the right stuff, and there isn't a point where it's like Tony, you idiot, you're gonna cause something bad to happen.
1: But that's a weird thing. that like he goes to that like or uh, what's it? Captain America goes to him. And it's like we need your help for doing Time travel and he's like I'll only Agree to doing it is like we don't Erase the last five years And it's like well isn't that going to cause Like a whole like think about it if they can bring Everybody back the moment they were gone Without the five year jump like we joked About it in the far from home episode though but Wouldn't there be mass famines I like, think about it. you have an entire planet that's Adapted to half the population Hey Zach hey, think... hey,
0: Don't think about <sighs> it <laughs>
1: but that's the thing though is i clearly didn't think about character arcs either because think about captain america's entire shtick is saving sacrificing himself to save everybody and iron man's entire shtick is it's about me like just just because you 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 change it doesn't mean it's right like just because it's like oh like think about now there's little morgan stark who doesn't have a father now like that's good
0: I could make several jokes here, but I'm going not to. I'm gonna I'm gonna rise above my normal outcome of this.
1: I I don't know. Like that's the thing that's so weird. Everybody sits there applauds Endgame though, but I'm like genuinely looking forward to the time. And now that it's the highest grossing movie of all time, I cannot wait ten years from now because it, it happens with every movie that's the highest grossing movie of all time. It happened with Titanic. It happened with Avatar. We all that realized
0: about- that people could have fit on the two people could have fit on that uh, board that um oh uh, that um
1: insert avatar joke here no no no
0: no no that that avatar's just uh dances with wolves but with a uh, better budget sure
1: but it's funny that like every single time like a movie becomes the highest grossing movie of all time there's like a backlash to it within like 10 year span and i genuinely can't wait for that friend game we're like I, I... people finally start to realize like oh this movie isn't as good as we like to claim it is
0: I feel like you already have signs written up and um, not n- not my Stark stuff like that written up, and they're just sitting off to the side. Like, no, you have a storage unit, and then one day you're gonna see the this headline scroll across the bottom, and you're gonna be like, "It's time." <laughs> <laughs> Walk out like you don't even have the keys. It's been lost. You have bolt cutters. Open it. You're like, finally. <laughs> Yeah. All of these oh have God, aged perfectly too.
1: Yeah, like that's that's the weird thing with these Marvel movies. Like everybody looks at them and is like, "Wow, can you believe like what they've built?" And it's like, I, I, again, I give them credit for keeping people on board this long, but everybody forgets it. Like the first Iron Man, not Iron Man, the the first Captain America and Thor movies. Like, okay, this is one of my favorite examples of how like wishy washy Hollywood is. Is that a uh, Tron Legacy? I think everybody knows the Tron movies. Maybe. Tron Legacy... I don't know. It's been a few days. It's been a few days? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Tron Legacy came out in like December of 2010 and eventually grossed like $400 million worldwide. And Disney would never sign off on Well, as of now, they would never sign off on a sequel because it didn't make enough money. And then... A couple of months later, you have Thor and Captain America that both made less than Tron Legacy. And look what happened. They both exploded in popularity because just, Disney just kept plugging along with it. They just kept shoving it down people's throats. And yes, like I think most people like Winter Soldier more than the first Avenger. And most people like Ragnarok more than the first Thor in uh, The Dark World. But it's the idea that, like, if you just keep shoving things down people's throats, eventually they're going to come around to it. And I or think that Well, okay, sure. You could take that perspective of it. And, yes, I think most of the Marvel films have gotten slightly better. Like, I still think the first Avengers, like, peak comic book uh, uh, origin story. But... I, that's the thing. though, was like, we give Marvel all this credit for, like, look what they've built, and it's like, no, they've just said, like, imagine if DC after the Green Lantern said, like, we're just going to keep making movies in this universe, and we're not just going to keep rebooting everything. Imagine if Man of Steel was in the same universe as Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan, Ugh, like, no Deadpool. Like, well, yeah, exactly, no Deadpool. And I think that's kind of the thing, though, is that like maybe the triumph of the MCU is less of a content one and more of a marketing one where it's just the idea of like okay like thor and captain america the first avenger underperform but guess what the avengers is already like 90 90 of the way through But their
0: thing is we need to do this to get it, it's we we can let all these movies tank as long as we can get to this movie that's going to make money hand over fist
1: but that's why I mean though. It's Like, I think that's kind of like the mindset. I don't think it's the idea of like, oh, every single one of these films is like crafted like a Fabergé egg. I don't think so, because I think some movies like Ant-Man, the Wasp, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, are more just kind of like they're not bad movies. They are just kind of like setups. there. They're there.
0: They they have to set something up or do they they have to do something that they can't do in their other movies. Uh, Marvel, I think, has gotten away from that recently, per se. But cause it used to—they used to be very bad about like Thor: The Dark World. I think suffered from it the most. Of we need to start setting up this whole Infinity Stone stuff. Let's do. Let's let's make like an entire plot that's going to just be shoved into a story that we could do completely differently in Thor: The Dark World. I mean, that, that's my opinion, because I don't think it's the worst one. Iron Man 3 is the worst one, because if you're talking about a continuing story in... Star- in, in wow. I had a moment there. Um, I was about to say Star Wars, because this, this, is, this is normally the point where I'm yelling about Episode 2. Um, if you have a continuing story, the characters have to grow and stuff. Nothing is learned, nothing is gained, nothing happens in Iron Man 3. It's all, it's for- all undone. And it's all undone by Age of Ultron. It's it's all undone. The only thing that he's kind of called back to is having that kid standing there. Who I was talking to somebody the other day who is not a big fan, and they're like, oh, well, that's just Tony Stark. He's, It's him as a kid, and he was able to use like the stones or something to do that. And I'm like, where the heck did you get <laughs> that idea from? And they're like, well, who else could it be? And I explained that, and they're like, Oh. And I also had to explain where the Tesseract was half the time because they're, like, when they watch the movies, they just assume they're happening in the order that they're being released. Yeah. Once again, filthy casual fans. I don't mind them existing, but it's like, and I don't mind explaining stuff, but at the same time, this is what you deal with when you have this stuff. And they just, I think they just don't feel like speaking to those people anymore. They're just plowing through just like, we're just going to keep making these uh, get keep keep your keep your hands and feet inside this train because it ain't stopping. And yeah. that's I think their thing with Spider Man. To to get back to our original point, I think that's their thing with Spider Man. Is they're like, you you're gonna give it back to us because one fans are gonna riot. Two, that poor Tom Holland kid actually enjoys doing this character, and and he's gonna be upset. And Jeremy <sighs> Renner apparently just has something to do now, so watch out and um yeah i just i i think that it's going to end with them with with them sony coming to an agreement finally or something really dumb happening
1: well i think it's one. i think again disney has a lot more to lose here than sony does because spider-man is like mickey mouse he's always going to make money and considering that like out of all the Marvel characters, Spider-Man at least now has the most interesting amount of characters. Well, Again, Spider-Man has, outside of Batman, the most interesting rogues gallery, and you do have things like Miles Morales, Spider Gwen. You, they again, even though I didn't particularly like Into the Spider-Verse, it definitely. You has... are
0: the only person I think on this planet,
1: nah, and I Ellie still hasn't seen that
0: either. That.
1: Of course, she hasn't. I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I really I really hope that Chris Pine Spider Man lives the entire film. And Zenger's just like, oh
0: no, I just uh. sit there just stare like, mmm, this is gonna be fun.
1: <laughs> so much disappointment going to be in this house. And afterwards she's like, oh man, I can't wait to see Iron Man and Spider-Man far from home. And he's like, Mmm. <laughs> 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 The, the Zenger kids are at the kitchen table, being like, "Daddy's having another stroke again." <laughs> <laughs> this freaks. Out. Anytime mommy says that there's gonna be Robert Downey Jr. and I in uh, Far From Home, he keeps like spassing out.
0: I mean, to be honest, is he is he not not in that movie? Because I swear to God, he's he's in that movie to the extent of you might as well have just had. Oh, I. I I was going to make a joke of you could have just dragged his corpse out there and danced it around, but they actually did, they that. did that. They did that. <laughs> they they went so on the nose with that moment. They are just like, that, you know what? We're just going to do this.
1: That, and funny enough, that was like my favorite part of the entire film. It's like, it's like corpse Robert Downey Jr. And I'm like, can we just have the whole movie be about that? I want to see that movie. Uh, uh, but no, again, getting to your point, though, is that like, no, I think Disney does have more to lose because their coffers are overflowing, and Sony can do... I think about, too, if, let's say Sony does another Amazing Spider-Man level thing. Or think about, Sony could very easily damage the brand. Like, if Sony keeps throwing enough of these clunkers out there, they're eventually... They, as crazy as it may sound, the comic book movie explosion or bubble is going to burst. It's inevitable. There is going to be a comic book movie, whether it be DC or Sony or Disney or whoever.
0: So what you're saying is to to make a game analogy, because I 100% believe this. It's the rock rock star versus guitar hero thing to where you just flood the market at one point and then no one wants anything to do with it.
1: Well, maybe I I guess I think they're always, it's kind of like Westerns like westerns exploded in popularity in the middle 20th century and eventually they just die out things change there's shifts in trends and stuff like i i think it's it's popular now again westerns were popular for decades i'm not going to say like oh it's good and uh like kind of like the mayan thing with the 2012 i'm not giving you a specific date and time it's going give us to some end. C-
0: come on give us some give us some
1: dates we need to know I'm arrogant, folks, so I'm not that arrogant. <laughs> but it's it's the idea, like, this will eventually all come crashing down. Because as I was watching something again today, or, or reading something in regards to the Sony-Disney thing, and I realized, oh, oh, that's what it was. Because Sony still has on the docket the Silver Sable and Cat, uh, oh God, not Catwoman, uh, Black Cat movie. And, sure. And, and someone was criticizing, but can you believe how stupid that sounds? And I'm like, Warner Brothers is making a, what, Zanger Harley Quinn, Black Canary and and birds w- of
0: prey
1: yeah it's like that that sounds any better than silver sable and black cat i'd love to see black cat on the big screen uh like that's the weird thing though is that like marvels in this almost like like i don't know like or not marvel sony sony marvels in its own kind of like weird corner where we're belittling it though but like people forget like spider was good I, I you know this I don't good is so subjective. I don't care what anybody finds good or bad. Venom was entertaining. Avengers Endgame was entertaining, but like I didn't have to chug a like bottle of Tylenol after Venom from just being like I don't need three hours of this. Venom was like what in like ninety minute movie. It was in and out. It had Tom Hardy in a lobster tank eating a raw lobster. Like that's not okay. Unscripted.
0: <laughs> they could not put that no, ar- no animals were harmed in the making of this movie.
1: <laughs> oh man, we can only hope that was a candid shot. Um, the fun thing was that like, the, like, the, like, the whole set was like, was behind, or it was like the other way behind the camera. Like, camera operator, dual 180, what's, hap- what's more interesting is happening behind you than what's in front of you. <laughs> uh but no like i think that's what it is though so, like it's weird as it may sound i think venom resonated with uh, audiences 112 minutes sir yeah well a lot of that's also credits i know like venom has like 25 <laughs> minutes of credits that's not even a joke i'm pretty sure it does that movie ends like if you like i have it on blu-ray i was watching it, oh like, wait the movie it, it ends it, at like the hour 20 minute mark
0: and then it also has the um into the spider-verse stuff at the end
1: yeah that's what i mean like that movie has like it, it, it's like an 80 minute long like movie just like if its own narrative
0: And half of that's flashbacks, flash-forwards, and, like, jumps in time that make no logical sense.
1: Sure, whatever. Venom's not perfect, though, but I think there's a reason why people like that movie. I think they enjoyed how simple it was. It didn't have, like, a mile's worth of, like, continuity to know about. I think I was talking to one of, uh, uh, I know this person listens to Zangmas, is the idea, like, oh... Like, by the time you go sit down for, like, Multiverse of Madness, they told you you have to watch all eight hours of WandaVision. It's like, eventually, this thing's going to become, like, a game of Jenga. Like, you can't expect your audience to know everything. And at the same time, though, it's like, you can't just keep, like, building this higher and higher and have it all be kind of like Captain Marvel where, like, does it have continuity with the other movies? Yes. Because we shoved it in there well, yeah, we have a digitally DH Clark Gregg for no other reason other than just saying we did it. <laughs> like, it's true. What role does Clark Gregg have in that movie? He doesn't have a role. He's just there.
0: To show he, that he was.
1: That, that's what it is, though. I think, like, again, Will, I think also Marvel's doing enough, I don't want to say weird things, but, like, think about it. Two years from now, are people really going to want to go spend, like, $15 to see uh, a, a Thor movie that doesn't even really feature Chris Hemsworth. Like, do we, do we want to see a disgrace? I think about it at the end of end game, who knows where Chris Hemsworth will show up between now and, in Thor and love and thunder. But like, you're going to have a disgraced Thor and you're going to have Natalie Portman Thor, which is, I have nothing against that though. But like, when you look at Natalie Portman, I don't think of Thor. I just don't like. She's not like when you think like even when you see Thor in the uh, the Jane Foster Thor in that comic series, like that is a built person, mm-hmm. and I don't see Natalie Portman as that. Like she's always been a rather petite person. As we I, cut to her lifting weights, chugging protein. I don't care how many like weights you lift, and how how great of shape you get into, it does not add like five inches onto your person. Oh, of height. Yeah, like she's like what? How tall is Natalie Portman? Like what, 5'3"? Let's find out. I've seen those shots of her and like Chris Hemsworth in the first Thor movie. Like he towers over her. He's also
0: gigantic as a person. I know, but still. Uh 5'3". You ready for this? Uh It actually has it right here. Chris Uh Hemsworth. 6'3".
1: Is she really 5'3"? I got that right. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh Scar Johansson also apparently is 5'3 as well. Cool. Uh
1: but no, I, I think I, I think going back to again, we keep saying it's going Also, back some, more
0: popular searches, just to do this real quick. Um, oh no! what oh, nationality no. is Natalie Portman? Is Natalie Portman married? How old was Natalie Portman in Phantom Menace? And how much oh, does Natalie no. Portman weigh? I'm not gonna click that's on a, any of those. That last one's kinda icky. <laughs> that,
1: that's an icky question to ask the internet. <laughs>
0: 118 How messy pounds. Is
1: this way? According to
0: this, um, and for Black Swan, she lost 20 pounds through diet and exercise. Good for her. Um, she won an Oscar for that. Yes, that is once again showing destroy your body. Won an Oscar.
1: Yeah, or you can be like Leonardo DiCaprio and eat like like raw liver bison or raw bison liver.
0: Oh yeah, he didn't win it for Wolf of Wall Street because. You know, or for messing up your hand in a scene and just keep going and then wipe your said messed up hand blood over the actress that's in front of you. That was Django Unchained, everybody. And yes, uh, that scene where he cuts his hand when he slams it down. That is not that was real DiCaprio blood.
1: Did not win an Oscar. So, so much weird trivia on this episode of Segments. We know how much Natalie Portman uh, might weigh, how definitely how
0: tall she is. How tall Chris Hemsworth is, how tall uh, Scarlett Johansson is, just all so these I guess, things. Okay,
1: I guess going back to Sony-Disney... Uh, Again, (laughs) I would imagine most people want the MCU version. I don't like that version to each his own, but that's not my cup of tea. But it comes down to, because even in that video I had Zenger watch, like, think of all the stuff that Marvel's holding up now. Like, we could have eventually gotten the Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six movie, and we're never going to get that as long as he's in the MCU, like I would love to see Spider-Man do this fight the Sinister Six. Like we've never seen that before, a like a one-on-six movie, and I think that'd be really clever. Like seeing like a truly overwhelmed Spider-Man
0: fighting and all of uh, Captain—I mean, not Captain America, Iron Man's villains. I mean, his villains.
1: <laughs> what's the difference? Exactly. Yeah. Which once so- again
0: explains why in the MCU it's they're more driven towards Stark than him because once again you're creating these ambiguous yeah it has the same character's name and everything else but they don't look like them they don't have the same motivation so technically a new character now Mm -hmm. but that's what i mean Mm -hmm. though. we're
1: not that's what i mean we're not going to get any of those like story i think of all the spider-man stories there are that we haven't tapped into yet and we're just well yeah that's
0: not like i want craven and and black panther to fight i heard that was a possibility of something and i'm like that would have been or would be awesome
1: but that's what Disney wants. Disney wants their hooks into everything. And the weird thing is that, like, why would, like, if you're Disney and you want to make sure that Sony doesn't torpedo the brand, why not give, like, why don't you, again, you're Disney, your coffers are overflowing. Why not give something to, like, again, lure them in? Be like, okay, like, give us maybe 5% more on, like, give us, I don't know, we'll keep, like, the money deal, but, like, give us access to some more of the characters. Like, do something like that. And plus, there's two that we didn't even bring up that's discussed in that video we mentioned before, is that like all these MCU Spider-Man movies don't count toward the renewal of the license, the film license.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't.
1: That's another thing, too, is that like people have to I didn't even know this until I watched the video. And again, keep in mind that this is hearsay. We don't we haven't seen this in any we haven't seen the official documentation, though. But like Uh, Zygnus has not acquired it yet. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from people. (laughs) You're still waiting to hear back from legal. Yes, but the thing is that like Judge according- Zinger is
0: on vacation, so it's really slowing down the process.
1: <laughs> but no, like according to the licensing agreement, is that Sony has to sit there have three years minimum, or I guess max, they have maximum three years and nine months between principal photography of different Spider-Man films, or the license reverts back to Marvel, or at least the film rights do. And they have five years and nine months in between releases, a maximum of five years and nine months. And the weird thing is that the reason why Sony's making the Venom movie and the Morbius movie is that the Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man movies don't count toward that, and neither do the animated films. The animated oh, films wait, are they their don't? own thing. No, the animated I, films I don't wondering. count toward that. I was wondering. That's the thing about this. Like every single time, people grovel. Like, why are we getting a Morbius movie? Why are we getting a Silver Sable movie? It's because if they don't do that, Sony has to give up Spider-Man. It's like I know everybody's like, rah rah rah, Marvel MCU. I want my Spooderman. This pork Knight said to me on Twitter. <laughs> it's 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 the idea. That, like, imagine if you're a Sony shareholder. Like, put away your. I stupid... actually
0: am. I have like a share or two of Sony somewhere. But okay,
1: look at it that way though. So like Time put aside so, okay, I want everybody <laughs> <laughs> No, I wouldn't sell it now because you want it to go up a little bit higher. Um, remember Zanger, uh sell high, buy low. Buy the Sony stock right now.
0: Yes, yeah, buy. Everyone. Let's buy some Sony stock.
1: We, we we need that little disclaimer that says the Zangness podcast does not uh does not call does not hold any liability for uh gains or losses in the stock market. <laughs> Um, But, no, it's the whole idea – like, again, put away your your thoughts of, like, MCU stuff and think, like, Sony has shareholders. They are – they have to be beholden to them and look out for their best interests. They just can't bend over and be like, okay, Disney, Marvel, do what you please with us. They they can't do that. Like, they have to look out for their own best interests, not what the stupid comic book fans' best interests are.
0: I mean – aren't we the ones that go and buy their stuff and do their stuff?
1: Well, yeah, though. But like they all Sony owes us when we go spend $12 to go see Venom. All they owe us is $12 worth of entertainment. That's all, that's all it is at the end of the day. They owe us, or, not 12, or maybe not $12, they owe us two hours of entertainment. They don't owe us this grand, sprawling epic that connects into everything else. Like, why go see a movie? All I want to do is be entertained. Why buy a ticket for a Spider-Man movie? I want to see Spider-Man swing around in New York City. I don't want to see him in, like, Norway, sitting there being picked up by Iron Man's former bodyguard. That's not Spider-Man. And yes, I know we've talked about that they have to change the characters to a certain degree. But there's ways of changing the character without, like, like Homecoming. Like Homecoming is like, even though it's not a great movie, it's closer to what Spider-Man is than Far From Home is. Yeah,
0: that's You're what I want. Wrong. Like,
1: Definitely. think about it. Like, how many great Spider-Man stories take place with him outside of New York City?
0: Um, good question. Not many I, I can't think of one right now. I mean I was like, oh there I'm like, wait, that's that's venom. I was about to say Venom lethal, lethal Protector, but that's once again a Venom story.
1: That that's the thing though, is that like Spider-Man has always been like a ground level character. And, and yes, every once in a while, I, I think I said this during our Far From Home discussion, it was like, yes, he does get pulled from New York City, but that's really for like an all hands on deck situation where like the universe is on the brink of destruction. Like it makes sense for Spider-Man to show up in Infinity War and Endgame. It does. But like he wouldn't be dragged into the MCU version of the Civil War conflict other than it just being fan service. Like you take Spider-Man out of Civil War, it really has no effect on the greater MCU narrative.
0: Oh, but then the fight's uneven. And what do well, Hawkeye? I mean, what what do um, what do Falcon and and Winter Soldier do when They're running through the airport and tell and tell they, that they hate each other. <laughs> well, you we have to figure what, out
1: another character.
0: Well, no, we're gonna get a ton more of that, Woody Banner, soon on uh, Disney Plus. Oh God, oh God.
1: Enough, enough, folks. Like you, again. Like imagine Zenger, you're sitting in the theater in 2008, and you see the post-credit scene for Iron Man, and you have Samuel L. Jackson show up as Nick Fury, say, "Mr. Stark, you just entered the larger universe. I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative." And you fast forward like 13 years later, and you have a. I'm still sitting oh, in that same theater. <laughs> You never left. You have a be- you have a beard down to your toes, and, and like imagine. I've being, seen like, all the
0: movies. They suck.
1: <laughs> and imagine being excited for like a Falcon Silver Arm guy like TV show. It's like no, it's filler. That's what all of this is. Far from home is filler, and that's what I think is so baffling is that people are willing to like forgive and ignore the filler in lieu of a potentially great Spider-Man thing.
0: Because that's the thing. Everyone knows they have to watch all the stuff because it's all set up leading to something bigger.
1: Yeah. Like, wouldn't you... Ra- I think about, it, folks. Would you rather have another bland Spider-Man movie... I, or let me, okay, let me rephrase that. A guaranteed okay movie the potentially great film, but also just this equally chance of happening uh, mediocre to bad film. Like, I would rather... the It's kind of like my thing I always say with Batman v. Superman. Is Batman v. Superman a mess? Of course it is. I don't care <laughs> ultimate cut versus regular cut. Batman v. Superman's a mess. But I'd rather have an admirable, audacious failure than just like, oh, we're going to have another just vanilla story of just things happening. Like, that's what... I, you'd think people would want that. It's like... I guess it's the idea of, like, would you rather go to McDonald's for dinner... Or would you rather try that new steakhouse down the street? It's like, yes, you don't know what the steakhouse is going to offer you, but there's a chance that you might get your new favorite meal of all time there, or you might not. Because look at it, folks. Like, I know a lot of people say "Into the Spider-Verse is the greatest Spider-Man film or one of the greatest Spider-Man stories ever done. Like, if Disney has the rights to Spider-Man, they're not going to make that movie. They're not going to give you a, a female Doc Ock. They're not going to give you Spider Gwen. They're not going to give you Spider Ham. Like think about, it. you're never going to get, um, like, uh, oh god, Spider Man Noir from a Disney controlled Spider Man franchise. You're never going to get that. Sony will. Sony will give you a. Think about it. If the deal with Marvel doesn't go through, you have a better chance of getting. A Spider-Man Noir movie. You have a better chance of getting a oh god, like like oh god, a, a symbiote movie where you just don't get Venom and Carnage. You get Scream. You get Lasher. You get Anti-Venom. Like you have like think of all the stuff that exists in the Spider-Man canon that we will never get. Like look at look like at Iron Man for example. Look at all the like rogues that Iron Man has that we never got. We never we will never going to get Crimson Dynamo because they're afraid of disenfranchising the. The, the Russian audience. We never got a proper Mandarin because they're afraid of disenfranchising the Chinese audiences. And it's like, that's the thing is it like, Sony, like, yeah, Sony can be just as politically correct as as disney can but sony has their back to the wall because if spider-man if they're not willing to take chances on spider-man that's kind of i don't want to say they'll go belly up but their largest money maker will go down the drain whereas with disney disney's entire business model for the last how many years has been let's play it safe and i think that's what it comes down to is that the more and more that you're dependent on like a core character and like their like immediate friends and stuff like that you have to start getting ambitious with the source material you just can't sit there keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over again and that's what's gonna happen with uh uh, like marvel a community singer, you remember the stories from like what was it 2012 when robert downey jr's initial marvel contract expired and kevin feige was out there saying things like oh we're gonna treat tony stark like james bond we're just gonna re- we're gonna recast, yeah. And we're just gonna we're just gonna assume that like everything already happened beforehand, and we're just gonna move along forward. Can you ever like as of now in a post Endgame world, can you ever imagine them recasting Tony Stark? No,
0: it it exactly. not work.
1: Well, that, that's why you know
0: because these people have just turned it, like they have just become so well into the part that that's the thing that.
1: But I don't think that's the case, though. I don't think Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is keeping Iron Man out of... uh, or the character of Tony Stark, Iron Man, not that specific incarnation of the character. It's because continuity. Like, the fans have placed continuity ahead of everything else.
0: But that's what everyone does with the comics. Like, that's the whole thing. That's what drives every comic storyline most of the time, is it's... It's all continuity stuff. It's all what's what's um what's canon what's not. I mean, that's basically DC's comics in a nutshell. Is let's have an event that's going to change all the continuity and then everyone sits there and waits to be angry about something.
1: But that's but like I'm not ta- and that's what the last what 20 years or so. Basically, yeah. I like, guess like what since the death of Superman they started doing that. That yeah, became, like, it's, really it's popular? became
0: a bigger thing. I mean, it's not dry, it's not 100% but a lot of their storylines are like, let's mess up the status quo, or let's um, like the New Fifty Two. That whole thing was to basically for them to be like, well, let's let's just destroy continuity and then kind of restart a ton of stuff. But then other stuff happened. But then stuff to, it, it became this confusing muck of like trying, like half of the freaking readers were just trying to figure out what was going
1: on. But that's the point I'm trying to make, though, is that like continuity is being placed ahead of quality of the story. Where it becomes more important to adhere to the canon than it does to make an interesting, captivating story, right? Right, to an extent. Well, yeah, of course, it, it ebbs and flows. But like, that's what. Not I won't say that's the shame of it all, but that's kind of like what it's coming down to. Is that like, it's okay. We can't just. It's not even just Marvel. It's all of them now. It's like, oh, like in Batman v Superman, we have to have a picture of uh, Wonder Woman with the picture with Chris Pine. Because, like, oh, we need to have that, so it's continuity. It becomes more about tying everything in together than it's just telling a great story. And I think that's the problem with a lot of these movies. Like, could you make a fantastic Captain Marvel movie? Sure. But it's too busy introducing how Nick Fury got, like, inserted into this world of just, like, weird, bizarre stuff. That it kind of loses grasp of, like, oh, Carol Danvers should be, like, the main character and go on a journey. And that's kind of like that. And that's what happened to things like Justice League. And that's why, too, that like Venom, Venom is great because it doesn't it isn't beholden to any of that. And in a weird way, that's kind of why, like, I'm excited for the the Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. It's that, like it's a, it's like I remember everyone was getting mad. Like, can we how can we have uh, uh, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn at the same time as Joaquin Phoenix Joker? It's like, who cares? It's a story. Nobody's telling you when you pay a ticket for Joaquin Phoenix Joker that you have to sit there have uh, Suicide Squad Harley Quinn in the back of your head. Nobody's saying that. Just you're you're paying to go see a movie. Let the filmmakers tell you a story. Imagine like every single time I go read a book and it has I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of a character that was like in in books like um, oh god, what was his name? Oh god, Jack Ryan. It's like you don't you read go. every single Jack Ryan story being like, oh, I hope they have a callback to the Hunt for Red October in this one. It's like, no, you, you want like you, you like the whole point is that you the, the story is the bedrock and the characters are kind of like the ornamentation that furnish it. And it's like, I don't get it. I just don't get why people sit there and place continuity. Like, sure. Like people are I know I saw a bunch of like 16 year old girls on Twitter complaining about like, no, I love Tom Holland. He's worked so hard for this. It's like Sony's not going to get rid of him as long as he signs up for more contracts. It's it's in Tom Holland's court. If he doesn't want to do it, so be it. But the only thing that's stopping Tom Holland is Tom Holland.
0: Uh, so, so I guess that means we're doing the Clone
1: Saga. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, that's terrible. You think you think you think Marvel MCU is going to let them do that? They're not going to let them do that. See.
0: Uh... Here's the problem. There's so many great stories they could do with Thor, but they can't do it because one, they've changed so much stuff. And two, it would take too long. And it would be too weird. Spider-Man is out of all those characters. One that has existed on his own for, I think the longest time apart from the Avengers. So that's mm-hmm. why it's hard for him to do for them to do stuff with him. In my opinion, like to do some of his stories. Cause it's very much, he was on his own. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's hard. I don't know. It's just we're not going to get those stories because of that reasoning. I think.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah.
0: I mean, contract obviously f- falls back on that too, but
1: sure. But I think that's. But I think my issue is is that like, like again we have no say in what Sony and Marvel do. Like we have no say in that. Like the fans can bellyache all they want. If if Marvel Disney well, is I've, trying I've to, I've
0: seen some stuff for Storm. Um... Storm Sony to get back Spider Man instead of Storm Area 51. Now, so yeah, I saw that too. So we'll, like, we will see what happens. We will see. Well, look at it this way, Zenger. Maybe, maybe Area 51 is where they keep the contracts for <laughs> that's what this has really
1: been about. Hey, Zenger, maybe JJ Abrams' house is Area 51. He's so secret. That's the mist that's the home of the mystery box. My god. He got it from Area 51.
0: My god. <laughs>
1: It's all connected. But I you know, I think it comes down to this, though. So, like, you said earlier in this conversation, is, like, what would happen, like, if the fans... Revo- like, let's say Sony does, does not... Again, we keep saying if Sony pulls uh, Spider-Man out of the MCU, what if... Like, I don't know why people are phrasing it that way. What if Marvel isn't making a good enough deal? And let's say that Sony says, like, no, Marvel, we're not going to sit there and have you pick our pockets. What's the difference between an S- amazing Spider-Man 2 which grosses, I don't know, $750 million versus a far from home, which grosses, let's just say $1.1 billion and Sony only gets to keep half of it. Like if you're Sony and you're doing the numbers, what's the difference? And if if you're independent, or um, I keep saying independent, but if you're Sony only Spider-Man movie, let's say does really well, like a Venom, you get to keep more money. Like, what's the point of keeping Marvel in the... I'm sorry, keeping Spider-Man in the MCU if Disney's going to pick your pocket every single time that happens? There is no benefit.
0: And then, do you want to be the people who lost the rights to that franchise, too? That's the other thing Sony has on their plate, is the whole, like, they don't want to be the ones that lost their opportunity to have that franchise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, Sony, like, Sony Pictures is just one subsidiary of the overall Sony conglomerate. And it's the idea that, like, if they lose something like that, that's a that's a nice portion of the company that makes a lot of money that's now gone forever.
0: I mean, and and also on a weird, twisted thing that I don't know how this is working in the conversation, um, Insomniac Games recently was purchased and now does, like... Is is now part of Sony stuff, and they did the Spider Man game that was very successful.
1: Yeah, that's another thing too. Is that everybody likes to think that Spider Man would be a, a dumpster fire if it weren't for Disney. And you look at the Insomni the the game you mentioned, Disney had I, no hand in that.
0: I I give that to Insomniac for doing just for them being amazing at what they do. But,
1: but I mean, that's but just me. But at the same time, though, is that Sony has veto power. If so, I like, could say, like, Sony, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Insomniac can't just make any ga- any game and be like, here it is, Sony, joke's on you. Sony, as the, the li- owner of the license, gets to sit there, approve everything. They can shoot down anything. And that's why they have to, it, it, it's a tango. It takes two to tango. So, like, it's not just, like, Insomniac makes the game in, like, a vacuum, and Sony just stumbles into it. Sony had to hire them. Or not hire, but give them the license. So it's not like Sony's just filled with incompetent people. Like, that's the weird thing is that, like, Disney I mean, is they not fired.
0: Fallible. They fired Garfield.
1: <laughs> what is that even a reference? I feel like that's a reference to something, but... Andrew
0: Garfield, like, oh, the yeah. president of the company, like, fired him himself. Well, that
1: was, cause that was completely showboat tangential well that was that was that wasn't like because of how bad the movie did wasn't it no <laughs> you, you never heard that story
0: no i ju- i just know that it was 100% him that did it
1: yeah oh okay you ever heard the story as to why the, the the CEO of Sony fired us andrew garfield
0: i i assume it's because he didn't he couldn't stand his haircut
1: oh you mean like in the movies or Yeah, he fired him from being Spider-Man. No, no. There was a... Okay, maybe... Okay, Zenger and I are on two different wavelengths for a second. Hopefully I can reconcile them. Is that apparently there was, like, some press thing that the president of Sony was doing, like, I think somewhere in South America, I want to say Brazil, and they were going to announce, like, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or have something, like, about that, like, at the end of, like, 2014. And they invited Andrew Garfield... And Andrew Garfield backed out because there was some movie that he was doing, a non-Sony production, where he had to, like, grow out his hair really long. Like He had, like, he had like, an insane, like, huge mop of hair and an equally large, like, mustache and beard. Are, are you kidding? I mean, I... No, this is real! No,
0: no, I was about to say, I haven't seen um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, but his hair looks like a giant wave on his head
1: that that that's completely separate though so this is this is apparently what happened even was more that... wow that's a no, lot no this hair. was no, but he was working on some movie where he had like so much hair and Andrew Garfield didn't want to be seen in public like this. So like like a day or two before this like Sony PR thing was going to happen where he was personally invited by the CEO of uh, Sony who was also going to be in attendance for this. He backed out. The CEO of Sony was so infuriated by this that he fired Andrew Garfield on the spot. That's a st- That's a real story um and that's why andrew, Gar- andrew garfield didn't get fired because of the amazing spider-man he got fired because he backed out of a request by the, the ceo of the company
0: so was it uh 99 homes no was it uh harsh Harshack ridge i i have you ever seen hacksaw ridge hacksaw ridge there we go no it's Mel Gibson is, film, so
1: that movie is bonkers. Um, like that what, movie, that movie is like there's a point in that movie where it goes from being like a Disney PG movie to being like the most hard R movie you will ever see. It makes that shift like on a dime. Was it Silence? It could have been Silence. I think that was the movie. Uh, uh,
0: 2016. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I, I can see him to where it's like, oh, we could use this, and it's like, no. It,
1: I don't know if it was that. Cause I know Andrew Garfield does a lot of like like independent movies. It's also it might have been that. I've never No, been he has normal it. hair in that one. I don't know. All I know is that he had like an insane like amount of hair. He was embarrassed to be seen in public. Never mind like a a PR event, and he backed out like just like a day or two before. And the C the CEO of Sony was so infuriated that he fired him on the spot. Hell yeah! Take but, yeah, that. So, so Zang I have to ask you, so you are firmly in the keep him in the mcu team, right? or you know
0: your 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 little showboating and um grandstanding <laughs> kind of made me go, you're kind of right in the sense of um Sony could take more risk with it, but at Titan the same Riff time do more with him, but at the same time. I, I want him in the MCU because he's a fun character to have in there.
1: I guess the way it comes down to is that, like, would you rather go to McDonald's for dinner tonight or would you rather try that new steakhouse? And not just to you, Zenger. That's the, that's the question I present to the entire Zengness audience. Would you rather have hold something on, that you hold know on. is going be...
0: Do they have the McRib? No, no. It's not uh, no McRib. Are they actually going to get my order correct?
1: Uh, for the most part.
0: Because I always ask for no onions. You know
1: what I get every time? Onions. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's no shamrock shakes either. Oh come on. No McRib or
0: Wait, wait, wait. Shamrock shakes. Do they have, do they have Szechuan One sauce?
1: Oh no, They didn't have those to begin with. Oh. Unless you've unless you have a time machine to go back to when Mulan came out in the nineties, they're never gonna have that. I mean they did for a little
0: bit, but it wasn't the same. Also, um the silent movie silence movie has um andrew dry adam, uh, adam driver in it as well kylo ryan yes interesting
1: i guess one thing i do want to say and liam neeson <laughs> what is this movie zenger read the read the summary for you. you're not it's not your cup of tea of a movie <laughs> I, I i know but it's got
0: people in it
1: indeed <laughs> most movies do but one thing i do I just want
0: to, to see them grab grab them both and shake them and say where's my daughter
1: The only thing I do have to say about the Sony thing is that the current chairman of Sony is someone named Tom Rothman. If anybody knows their comic book movie history, Tom Rothman... Which you all should. Which you all should. And Tom Rothman was in charge of Fox during the time period of the X-Men movies all the way up until fant 4 where he left to be in charge of Sony. Tom Rothman is the one who's currently in negotiations with Disney over Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're and, and, yeah, Oh, yeah. That's the fun thing, thing. is that Tom Rothman is the person that was behind Deadpool getting his, his mouth sewn shut. Tom Rothman is the one who greenlit Josh Trank's fant 4 Tom Rothman is the one that's responsible for X-Men The Last Stand. So what you're saying is, I go X-Men order Origins this... x Origins Wolverine. I go order this steak. It's made by someone who doesn't like steak. <laughs> My God. That's the only thing. That's the only qualifier I have to give, give to this. Is that, yes, does Disney play everything safe and is unusually bland with everything it does? Most yes.
0: definitely.
1: Yes. Tom Rothman also has a history. And I, I don't know if he's done this at Sony recently, but he also has a history of doing things like, oh God, he did this to both Fant4Stick and Deadpool, the first one, where like a month or two before Fant4Stick was supposed to go into principal photography. So pre-production was already completed. He took like 30 to $50 million of the budget away from josh trank that's why a lot of that movie is a mess too because they didn't have a lot they had a lot of things planned out that had to be thrown out like a month before shooting started and he did the if you listen to interviews by uh oh god who directed deadpool tim miller right tim miller is that his name who directed deadpool is that tim miller i think so tim tim miller tells same stories about deadpool that Deadpool had like a $75 million budget in like a month before the movie came out, Tom Rothman took away like $20 million of the budget. And that's why a lot of Deadpool takes place on the overpass. They had a lot more, a lot of what goes on that movie story wise was going to happen in other locales. And when Tom Rothman took that much money out of the budget before filming, they had to condense it. They had to like put all the, like the same story beats in the same location. And that's, what, and that's kind of the, the thing with Tom Rothman, is that he doesn't like genre movies. And that's what this movie is. He does not like these type of movies. And that's kind of the catch-22, is that would you rather go to Disney McDonald's, where the Quarter Pounder will always be the same, or would you rather go to the steakhouse, where the head chef is someone who doesn't particularly like steak? That's a decision. I would ultimately roll the dice if it was up to me. I'd rather – because think about it. If Sony ever bombs out again, Disney Marvel can always offer – can always open the door again. I can't Remember, Disney Marvel wants control of Spider-Man. And they're never going – there's never going to be a point where Disney Marvel says, he's yours now. You're stuck with him. That's never going to happen. So we could very easily watch Sony bomb out again. And Disney comes to the rescue, because that's because that's what's always going to happen. I remember, folks. Worse, even if Sony makes a couple of bad Spider-Man movies, if it does turn out so horrible from then, what's the worst case scenario? It reverts back to Disney Marvel. Like that's the thing. Like eventually, all roads lead to Disney Marvel. What the ex- thing about it, with the, the exception, X-Men. well, well, unless Disney buys Sony, which I don't think they'll do. Oh no,
0: I'm just saying, like. I I mean, I didn't see that franchise going much further. It was. <laughs> it was. I mean, limping uh, there.
1: Well, yeah, well, think about it. If it weren't for Disney buying it, you were getting what? Uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, Deadpool, or what, X-Force? Uh, New Mutants? We're, uh, we're oh, still X-23? supposed to be
0: New Mutants.
1: Well, because that movie's in the can. But think about it. That movie's going to come out, what, like in 2018? Hopefully, <laughs> what's the past tense time of "hopefully"? Yeah, well, what's the past tense of the word "hopefully"?
0: Um, doubtfully. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what I mean. Though, but like, if Disney didn't buy Fox, we would have probably we'd probably be seeing like previews for an X Force movie. We'd definitely be getting an X twenty three movie. Um, and you probably would have gotten more X Men movies with a uh, Fast and McAvoy. Like, it, think about it. Mm. Fox was not going to let Disney get x-men they're gonna keep making movies and that's what it comes down to like if sony gets the rights back to spot i'm sorry if sony keeps spider-man one of two things will ultimately happen sony makes great movies or disney marvel gets the rights back that is the end game for both of, of that scenario they keep making great movies or disney gets it back eventually it has to, it's one or the other because if they don't keep making great movies they're eventually, it's not, it's not going to be profitable to keep making these movies. Like, like let's say Sony makes three Spider-Man movies by themselves, and they all bomb. Like after a while, it's not financially viable to keep doing these things just to spite Disney. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, why not? Let you know what Sony's probably learned a lot in the last few years. Roll the dice, and if they burn out again, Disney Marvel will be there. Why not? As a fan, what do we have to lose? It's like, it's Tom a, Holland is Spider Man. <laughs> he'll still be. In. He's got. I think he has at least one more movie with Sony. No, so you're, gonna get, so you're going to get Wait. the Tom Holland versus Ed, uh, Tom Hardy movie.
0: I thought that if I thought it was something to where it depended on what it grossed.
1: Well, that that was a Far From Home grossed a billion dollars, but that went out the window. Yeah. Well, we all know Far From Home grossed a billion dollars. That became a non-issue or is become a non-issue. Uh, but no, like, from, from what I can tell, it's uh, from everything I've read and watched, it seems that either Tom Hardy has two movies he still has to make or Holland. one. I'm sorry, Tom, excuse me. Thank you. Tom Holland either has two or one more movies to make and John Watts either had the director has either one more movie or no more movies under his contract.
0: I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, this is – you you people are listening to this in the far-flung future of next week. So this could all be a different <laughs> landscape completely.
1: Well, I do want to say that there is a – okay, Disney Disney Marvel has a really nasty habit of doing this. Is that they, we, D23 is this upcoming weekend, and for those listening to this, last weekend. And there is going to be a panel about Disney movies, about the theme park stuff. And so they have to make a deal either today, probably today or tomorrow. And I think that's what it is. Is that Disney Marvel has, even back with the first Avengers movie, like Mark Ruffalo like signed the morning before the Comic Con panel. Yeah. And they do. They wait. Like, even with Doctor Strange, apparently, Joaquin Phoenix was going to be Doctor Strange. Can't say it. What, Oh, 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 hold hold that for a second. He was going to be. He agreed to be Doctor Strange. And then that morning of that Comic Con, he was supposed to sign the dotted line. He didn't, and that's what they scrambled. They that was the thing was it that, that was going to be their big announcement. I think twenty fifth. I think it was twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. Was, was
0: walking by, and they're like, "Hey, want to be a doctor?" Pretty much. He went. Okay. Pretty
1: much. And that's what it was. It's like they have a really horrible habit of like signing these deals like right before like push comes to shove, and I think that's what might have happened here. So I think, I, I, in all honesty, uh, the objective expert opinion, I do think they'll reach a deal, just because it it keeps everybody happy. Um, but I don't think I think Disney's asking too much. I really. I think someone's going to have to sit there talk to Disney Marvel and be like like you're you're overflowing with money. You need to calm down a little bit. You know what? Make the best deal you can right now and then going forward make a better deal. Like again, Rome wasn't built in a day. Take take steps. You want 5% at at the very at the 2014-2015 agreement. Now you want 50-50. It's like, no. Do it in small. You want, you want, do like 15 now, then a couple of years from now, then raise it to like 35. Do it, do it in steps. Don't be the prom date that gets all handsy after like the first like hour. Great analogy. <laughs> it's a clunky analogy.
0: Oh, it's a clunky. It, it, it's it's a lot of the,
1: it's the clunkiest of the analogies.
0: All right. I, I, I think that's it for now with this. Um, I, I want MCU Spider-Man. I want Tom Holland to continue to be Spider-Man. That's just my thing. We'll see what happens with it. I mean, time will tell. We'll, we'll discuss it on here. I'm sure it will come back up because it's kind of big news. Um, but with that, where can people find more from you on the Internet, sir?
1: I think after this, people don't want to find any more from me.
0: <laughs> the person who wants us to go to a steakhouse <laughs> when when the chef doesn't know how to cook a steak. <laughs>
1: No, I didn't say doesn't know how to cook a steak. I said doesn't like steak. Eh. You, you, you can you can dislike something, but know how to prepare it.
0: I, I actually know how to do a lot of that, to be
1: honest, though. So. There you go. But yes, if you are a glutton for further punishment, you can find me on the Cinemodities podcast talking about cinematic oddities every week and on Knights of Vader, Zenger's side podcast, where we talk about all sorts of nerdy Star Wars stuff that he will not be on this week's episode of unfortunately
0: yes 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 yes
1: (laughs) and probably the following weeks too because that week is a book review episode so two weeks or (laughs) Zenger. and the downloads certainly reflect your (laughs) sentiment
0: it's the lack of me um i'll you know what i'll do a book review one time Oh works. yeah, Z- Z- book review. Can we get zeng book reviews? Uh, we did have read this. I just need to get it going again. I need to pick a comic to
1: read. No, no, you do books like like children's books, like Dr. Seuss, like the places where you'll go. I'll see
0: or i all the places
1: you'll go.
0: I'll see what I can do. I'm not graduating from college or high school right now, so um, <laughs> I don't have a copy of that book being thrown at me. Oh jeez, you
1: can do you can do what? The Green Eggs and Ham.
0: I will not eat your Green Eggs and Ham, Sam. I am yes um as for saying this of course if you are listening to this i'm assuming you know where to find us we're of course on twitter instagram and facebook but i want to make some announcements about our patreon as i said the format for it has changed on um, basically all content as long as you're giving a dollar it's there um as zach well knows there is uh, a lot of the stuff with the violent video games stuff like that backlash Uh, There is a recorded episode that I did that is free on our Patreon to anyone. If you want my opinions on that, I decided to voice my opinion that way. Instead of doing an episode on here. So you have to take an extra step to find that. But if you want to become a patron, there's plenty of great content on there, including by the time you're listening to this, there should be one or two episodes available of me re-watching the entire Monster Quest series. Yes, I'm going back Ooh. through watching all of it and doing a discussion on each episode as I'm going through kind of my thoughts on the episode, maybe some more up-to-date information on what's taken place with that. Um, and just kind of my interest in the show as a whole, so that's kind of a little extra thing I'm doing. And uh, on that note, I would like to say I would be honored if Cinemonities, because I believe that Monster Quest is a Cinemonity, should do an episode on Monster Quest one time, and I will accept your invite. So
1: <laughs> it's like that time I asked uh, Ellie and Zenger when they eventually get to the THX 1138 episode. I'm like, I demand to be on this podcast.
0: Yes. And also how you demanded to be on this one. So it, you know what? Idle threats sometimes work, people. Um, on that note, thank you once again, sir, for joining us and thank, thank you. And thank you all for listening. Um, hopefully there's been some cool info in here that you might not have known about. Uh contractual movie stuff is weird and fun, so so yeah. Fingers
1: crossed folks.
0: Yes, hopefully uh, we'll
1: get to go we'll get to go to the steakhouse one night for dinner in a couple of years
0: gross um on that note you guys know more than we do so let us on on this topic officially because you're you're listening to this in the future so
1: comment down below to talk about how wrong we are <laughs>
0: yes please comment let us know how wrong we were on this because if you know my track record for predictions and my opinions they are wrong a lot on that note see you guys next week
1: adios